As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to another Post-game head of the pack. I'm Matt Schneidman here with Bill Huber. I am here at Arrowhead Stadium after the Packers' 13-7 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Jordan Love's first career start. Bill's back in Wisconsin. And quite frankly, um, I have a 5 a.m. flight coming up, so I would love to be where you are right now, Bill. Uh, (laughs) There didn't look to be many other options, but uh, I'll probably sleep on those flights. Not, Not a big deal. Let's dive into it. We were just talking about this before we went live. It's unfair to anyone to draw these grand conclusions about the future of the Packers quarterback position based on tonight. Anyone who says, oh, they're in trouble in the future because of how Jordan Love played tonight is silly. I mean, if he had thrown for five touchdowns and 400 yards, there's no guarantee he would become a great quarterback. If he did what he did tonight, which he did. There's no guarantee he's going to be that crummy for the rest of his career. The point remains, and this would be the case regardless of what happened tonight, they need to do whatever it takes to keep Aaron Rodgers here long term. You know, him winning MVP, him keeping the same Hall of Fame level of play that he has since they drafted Jordan Love. It might have complicated things a little bit for the Packers front office, but grand scheme of things, uh, Packers need to keep Aaron Rodgers here as long as they can, as long as his play uh, is at the level it's currently at. So really, tonight, for me, was just a chance to finally see Jordan Love in a real game. It was fun. That's all it was. I don't think many fans would agree with the word fun, Matt. Fun? Uh, well, interesting. <laughs> I know I know your point. Interesting. You're right. It, it is too early. That being said, though, that's the position the Packers are in, though. I mean, Correct. they have to make these grand decisions because... At the end of next season, the Packers either have to flip the switch on the fifth-year option or they don't. And the only way to make an informed decision on that, you know, <clears throat> Baker Mayfield's going to get paid $19 million next year. So I'm not sure what Love's going to get paid. It's going to be upwards of 20 The only way to make an informed decision on that is for Jordan Love to be the starting quarterback next year. So this might be it for the Packers. This might be the game for them to decide, you know what? We, we've got to stick with Rodgers, or you know what? We've burned a first-round pick on this kid. 
I'm stubborn talking for Brian Gutekunst. I'm stubborn. Let's just go for it. It's one or the other. I, I, yeah, it is truly, but this is where they're at, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote it tonight in my story publishing soon on The Athletic. You know, do the Packers trade love this offseason? Do they sit him for as long as feasibly possible until they either have to move on or Rodgers' play drops off? Um, who knows? Will Brian Gutekunst even be able to swallow his ego and pride enough to part ways or bench his, you know, prize first round pick that long? It remains to be seen, but you are right. This is the position the Packers have put themselves in, the, the position that Aaron Rodgers' continued play, uh, level of play has put them in. And this could be the, the one real game of tape the Packers have before they have to make a real decision on Jordan Love. Forget practice. Practice is way different than games. We saw that today because Jordan Love can get as many scout team reps as he wants. If he's not getting reps with the starters, his connection with Devontae Adams is going to be way right. off. And how many times did we see tonight, whether it's back shoulder, jump balls, uh, roll out to the right and throwing an out route to Devontae Adams that we see Rodgers and him seamlessly hit on every single week. And Jordan Love targeted Devontae Adams 14 times, only six completions. And I asked Jordan Love after the game, he said, yeah, our chemistry is just not there. Him and Aaron have perfected that. We don't have that yet. It got better as the game went on. And he's right. Rodgers and Adams have perfected that for eight years. Jordan Love has had three days where Devontae Adams has been on the field for practice. Well, not three days. No, one. Even. One day. One day. Well, two, Thursday and Friday, right? He didn't practice Thursday. He was there, remember? He was there for the opening stretch, but he didn't go out. That's What about Wednesday, then? Um, wasn't there. That's right. He came, he came back Thursday. He went through the opening stretch. Uh, they went outside. And he was Sorry, I'm there. getting all my I'm getting all my That's days. Fine. I'm getting all my days confused. But um, yeah, it, you saw what happens when you don't get starters reps. And if that's all the Packers have to go off of Love plus this game, it, it's not an indictment on Jordan Love's play tonight. It's just this fact of the matter. Yeah, I did. I just mentioned if if you look at the quarterbacks drafted the last two years, and look how they're doing this year. Um, the nine quarterbacks have played a lot. They're like, they've like, they've only thrown like 20 more touchdowns and interceptions. Burrow has been really good. Um, uh, the Chargers guy, Herbert, he's been pretty good. He's pass rating is just barely above the league average. And everybody else is worse. And that's not to say that all those guys suck or that Jordan Love's going to suck, but it just takes a long time to learn how to play quarterback in this league. I mean, there are a few guys who would be able to do it. Burrow has done it without much of a rookie season. But it takes all that time to get the chemistry. It takes time to get used to diagnosing what NFL defense is going to throw at you. We, we hear these guys every year at the scouting combine. Joe quarterback prospect, he looks at the sideline and looks at a sign for the plays. Everybody, he, he doesn't, they don't even call plays in the huddle. It is just totally new for all these guys. And the only way to get there is to play. Well, he hasn't played, and this is what you get. So I, I don't, again, it's, it's not an indictment I love. It's just kind of the, it's the reality of things. He moved well. Um, there yes, were a he did. couple of those dead duck throws. He had a couple pinpoint throws, but, you know, it wasn't all his fault. He wasn't great throwing the ball, but it wasn't all his fault. The offensive line, the protection as a whole was terrible tonight. Um, this was a good stat from ESPN Stats and Info. 
Before the 20-yard touchdown to Alan Lazard against the zero blitz, Jordan Love was 5 for 16 for 10 yards against, against the blitz. He finished 6 for 17 for 30 yards and a touchdown because of that one late touchdown to Lazard to kind of to bring him out of that hole. But the protection was terrible. Um, he didn't stare down pressure well. He got out of it fine sometimes, but far too often. Like on the first, first uh, drive of the game, that rollout, Dominique Daphne was wide open, and yep. Jordan Love just missed him. He had Devontae Adams on a couple, just missed him. And that's expected for a guy making his first start. Maybe we're just spoiled watching Aaron Rodgers every week, but Matt LaFleur said he's confident Jordan Love can go out and do all this. He's been he's been in this offense for a year and a half. You know, he's not a rookie. So maybe we do ding him a little bit for that. But um, like I said, it's expected. It wasn't good, but that's kind of expected. But this isn't a, a first-round rookie quarterback coming in and, and on a rebuilding team where we have all year to see if he's the quarterback of the future. Like you said, it's an unfair position for – not unfair, unfortunate. Unfair for Jordan Love. Unfortunate position for all sides to be in if this is all they have. But it's just the, the nature of what they've put themselves into. You mentioned the pass protection, Matt. Does Roger – again, isn't Rodgers the equalizer there, though? He sees what the Chiefs are going to do and he just audibles to something else and beats it. Or he sees what the Chiefs are going to do, and he knows he can beat it with his arm. You know, I know LaFleur mentioned this, and Love mentioned it. If they're going to blitz the hell out of you, all you have to do is complete some passes against it. Right. And you're going to, and you're, and you're, you're going to stop him from blitzing. He was unable to either mentally diagnose it or be physically beat it. Rodgers probably does both. Exactly. Again, it's, it's an inexperienced thing, but um, I, I don't even... I just blame... I blame Shouldn't blame it all on the quarterback, but I think Rodgers mitigates almost all, everything that we saw tonight. Rodgers probably has the answer for it. Absolutely. And early in the third quarter on third and five from your own 17-yard line, Jordan Love walks up to the line of scrimmage to make a change in protection with two seconds left on the play clock. Right. And Lucas Patrick snaps it into his ankles, and Jordan Love has to pounce on a fumble for a loss of three and then a punt. Does That doesn't happen with Aaron Rodgers. And then Jordan Love said after the game, I just didn't know how much time was left on the play clock. I mean, there's no excuse for that. Aaron Rodgers, it, we can whatever about the, oh, do they win this game if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback? Yes. The answer is yes. They do. Yes, they, they do. Yeah. They blow the Chiefs out. The Chiefs are not a good football team. They're not a playoff nope. team. I still, I, I have the Rams-Titans game on on a TV over here in the press box. I still, the Rams are not playing well. Down 21-9 with three minutes left. I think the Packers with Aaron Rodgers are still the best team in the NFC. So big picture, don't worry about any of this, Packer fans. But for Jordan Love to be a year and a half into the league, first start whatever, not knowing how much time's left on the play clock and resulting in a, a fumbled snap, that's not good. <laughs> I don't care if it's your first start as a first round, a sixth-round rookie in week one of your rookie season. You're a quarterback in the NFL. You got to know how much time's left on the play clock. Yeah, he just seemed overwhelmed. It's like it just all snowballed. I mean, like you know, you mentioned that first pass to Daphne. I mean, that's a scripted play by Lafleur to get the quarterback comfortable, and he botches that one, and the pressure comes. It seems like it all snowballed on him, and he had no answers for it. And that's troubling because so much of playing quarterback is mental and instincts and feel and the intangible kind of stuff. He just didn't show any of those things. And that was a knack not coming out of Utah State was 
pocket presence. He showed he showed almost none of it tonight. Again, maybe it's because he hasn't played a game since the twenty what Miami Beach Bowl to end in twenty nineteen season. I mean, so it's been a hell of a long time. Right. But good heavens, that was. This is what the rest of the league looks like, people. If you don't have Aaron Rodgers, this is this, <laughs> this is, is what, what it looks fo- like. This is what football looks like. It's not it's not good to look at. I've re- I've realized we are spoiled covering him, and you know we haven't talked to you guys since everything happened this week. We won't get into everything that happened on the Pat McAfee show. We've we've already written extensively about it, and you guys don't want to harp on that. Bottom line is Rodgers can return on Saturday, and he'll start Sunday even without a week of practice. Um, so Jordan Love will get more reps with the ones in practice, and that'll be good for him. But Packers need Aaron Rodgers back bad. Seahawks, it looks like they might be getting Odell Beckham Jr. Russell Wilson should be coming back. Packers with Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, are the favorites in the NFC, and they need him back. Nice to let Jordan Love start a game. Hope Rodgers is feeling well, first and foremost, regardless of if you agree or disagree with stuff he said. There was stuff I agreed with. There was stuff I definitely disagreed with. But at the end of the day, he's a damn good football player. And the Packers need him back, no matter if he has Joe Rogan as his doctor or not. It's going to be fascinating next week, isn't it, Matt? It's going to be one hell of a week. Can Assuming, assuming he's clear on Saturday, and we have no idea if he's going to be clear. We have no idea. Right. I mean, Devontae Adams is out 10 days, and he was vaccinated. So we have no idea what's going to happen here, but it's going to be fascinating. If he gets cleared on Saturday, can Aaron Rodgers play like Aaron Rodgers with no practice reps and nothing but Zoom instruction? If anybody can do it, you know, it's guys like him and, you know, the Staffords of the world and the Bradys of the world. But Stafford stinks tonight. <laughs> I know, but you know, I mean, you know what know. I'm saying, though. Talented guys who've been there and done that. Um, I don't want to say it's unprecedented because I, I can't say I've followed the rest of the league that closely, but this might be an unprecedented thing where your quarterback's going to come off COVID on Saturday and play on Sunday. Yeah. Fascinating to me. And listen, we know he'll be watching Seahawks tape all week just in case right. he does, but the in-person reps obviously mean something. Um, so we'll see. Bill, what I want to talk about next, the Packers special teams are so, oh so God. bad. Every single week, we hear Mo Drayton say, yep, it'll get fixed. Tonight was the worst. They've been in a long time. And guess what? The Packers have been good enough on offense to be able to get by without their spe- with their special teams mistakes. And tonight, they bit them because they had two missed field goals. The laces were poorly placed on both. Now, that's probably um, just looking at Pat McAfee's Twitter feed. He knows more about that whole operation than any of us. It's on the long snapper and the holder. Steven Wordle in his first game long snapping. And Corey Bajorkas. Mason Crosby also, you know, you got to fight through adversity sometimes if you're a kicker. So it's everyone. There was also protection issues on the second block field goal. The Packers lost by six points. They missed two extremely makeable field goals. They also... Inexplicably, inexplicably muffed a punt where Malik Taylor rolled over, the ball touched his foot, the Chiefs recovered, that gave the Chiefs three points. Even with how bad the offense played, the Packers should have won that game if their special teams was anything less 
than an absolute abomination. Amari Rodgers calling for the fair catch, then hesitating, letting it bounce. Amari Rodgers fumbling a punt return, yet they still trot him out there. Every week it's something. And today it was one, two, three, four, five things. I'm not calling for Mo Drayton's job, but I don't know what needs to change. It's terrible. It's horrible. I In my story, my, my live story, that I remember, you know, I remember Mo Drayton calls it the truth room, right? That's yeah. what he said during, there was it back in OTAs, the truth room. The truth is they suck. I mean, my God. Pahorkas couldn't catch both those snaps. He, he didn't catch them clean. So it's a little wonder why he didn't get the laces done. I don't think they're like bad snaps. Uh, maybe they're a little high maybe, but they, they weren't like bad snaps. We just flat out dropped them. Um, I think it's our good friend Cecilia J. Bugface will have a fan question later. And she was wondering if, you could, if they could sign J.K. Scott to the practice squad and then elevate him on game days to hold. Just hold. It's funny, but it's, funny, but it's true. He was a great holder. The, the last two years, Crosby missed two field goals. Two in 2019 and zero last year. He's big, six this year. The right side has still not figured out how to protect. Amari Rodgers. Amari Rodgers was not a good punt returner at Clemson. He returned one kick for a touchdown there. He was never really good at it. I'm he, not sure why they they keep trotting him out there like he's um, Devin Hester, for God's sakes. He had one good return today. Yes, for, he did. For 15 yards, I believe it was. Yeah, 15 yards. But he just looks scared back there he does he looks indecisive Absolutely he right. looks hesitant and guess what when that happens everyone takes off on you the gunners take off and he buckled and you can't do that your number one job is to catch the ball nothing else really matters you got to catch it so they, they yeah they are it's a mess they, it's a mess. I was gonna say they they, they <laughs> I was gonna say they covered kickoffs, but they they didn't kick off tonight hardly. So they can't even, can't even shock him up on that. Corey Borges had two. His first punt was eh, and then uh, his last two were great. He had the yeah, one that t- McCall Hardman fumbled, and then just stepped out of bounds, and then the one downed at the nine yard line. Corey Borges punted well. Yep, it's just. He needs to learn how to hold. And we talked when, when Corey came here, we talked about that. J.K. Scott might not have been the best punter, but he was a damn good holder. And a punter doesn't just punt. And we're seeing that the holding was a, a huge part of that operation. Yeah, I was wondering what was going to happen here when they they made the late trick, they made the late change at punter by bringing in Bacorquez, if that would mess up Crosby. And then, of course, they make this change at snapper this year. It's no, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know the best way to go about it. But, but when your field goal unit's a mess, maybe changing snappers wasn't going to help. But unless they deem the snapper the problem to begin with. But yeah, they got a lot of problems, man. I, I don't know how you fix it at this point. I mean, you're not going to get rid of the punter. I don't know who's. Are you going to get a new snapper in here and then mess up the, the? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea where you go, other than you you put Randall Cobb back there to field punts. That would be my uh, my solution, but clearly Mo Drayton feels differently because he did not do that after Amari Rogers' struggles tonight. Bill, the defense was pretty good. Um, I think the Packers' defense is for real. I understand the Chiefs' offense has has not really got it cl- clicking this year, but they have players that can expose you at any time. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and yeah, they had some drops, but 
the Packers defense played well, specifically against the run and and in pass coverage. Um, didn't get too much pressure on Mahomes, but you know uh, the defense kept them in this game. Kevin King should have had an interception instead that led to the Chiefs getting three points. But all in all, since week one, Joe Barry's unit has really, really played well. Yeah, I just broke down some of the numbers here a little while ago. The Chiefs entered this game with 26 points a game. That was ninth in the league, and they were like ninth in yards for play and sixth rushing and 13th passing. Packers stopped all that. Mahomes... 4.49 yards per attempt, according to sports reference. That is his first game ever, less than five yards per attempt. So that's, from that perspective, the worst game Mahomes has ever had. But more than that, Matt, remember the 2019 game? Matt Moore, Matt Moore of all people, had five completions of 20 yards or more against Mike Pettin's defense. Mahomes had one. A lot of numbers, but that's, that's, a damn, that's a damn good group. And like we've talked about for the 88th consecutive podcast, Gets the Darius and Jair back, and let's see what they've got. Damn good group is right. And and listen, Bill, that was without Kenny Clark for a lot of the game. And that was without Eric Stokes for the entire game. Because he injured his knee during pregame warm-ups, jumping for a ball, landed on it. Funny, Matt LaFleur said he uh, is hopeful that's not long-term. But yeah, if they can get Zedaria Smith and Jair Alexander back and Kenny Clark's injury isn't too serious, Aaron Rodgers back, David Bakhtiari back. Bill, I, I, I tweeted this, and... I think the Packers are still, with Aaron Rodgers, the favorites in the NFC to go to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Um, obviously, the Cardinals are 8-1. and one. They have the best record, but Packers just beat the Cardinals. I mean, you, you can do the whole head-to-head stuff all over the league, but the Cowboys and Rams both got blown out today. The Bills lost to the Jaguars. The Buccaneers, I believe, had a bye week. They have two losses, though. They lost to Trevor Simeon and the Saints, who lost to the Falcons this week. If you made me put my money on a team that I thought was going to win the Super Bowl, why not Aaron? Why not an Aaron Rodgers-led Packers team? Why not? If this defense is really for real, if Joe Barry can continue leading this group in this fashion in big games, you're right. Why not? Here's a great quote from Kevin King. God, we miss Kevin King. Kevin King gives great quotes. When we have all our guys, it's a scary sight. Even if we're missing someone, it's a scary sight. I agree with him. So I was in the in, in-person press conferences. So on Zoom was Darnell Savage, Chris Barnes, and Kevin King. Yeah, defense guy. That's that's gotta be the first person. Well, obviously in the all Zoom defense. era, it's the first time it's it's all defense. That's nice because I'm writing about special teams next. I'm not writing about defense today. Believe it or not, they did not make available Amari Rodgers. I was not stunned by that at all. <laughs> Man. Anyway. You know, the only problem with this defense is it's like it takes them like 10 minutes to wake up. It's like me in the morning. I get my, I, my alarm goes off and I stumble downstairs and I get the coffee brewed and I, then I'm finally ready to get going and get my kids up for school. That's kind of Green Bay's defense. Nine games, five opening drive touchdowns. But otherwise... Then they have all the answers. Then they buckle down. (laughs) Also, not only is Mason Crosby really struggling as a kicker this year, he is the worst coin toss person in NFL history. (laughs) The worst. He calls tails and every single time it's heads. Yeah, they say it never fails, Matt. It is. It always fails. Tails always fails. It is always failing. 
My last flag football game, we went up for the opening coin toss, and I said, my God, don't, don't call tails. And the kid looked at, looked at me, he said, tails never fails. I go, yeah, ask, ask Mason Crosby. <laughs> tails always fails if you're Mason Crosby. Anyway, you want to get to some questions? Yeah, go for it. All right. Let's do it. From Adam Rowan. While we know today's game gives Rodgers leverage, but does it also help the Packers giving Adams a taste of what catching balls from another QB is like? Packers need them both back. Yeah, if Rodgers isn't back, Adams isn't back. They either have both or none. So I don't think it really matters giving Devontae Adams a taste of what catching passes from another QB is like because he ain't catching passes from Jordan Love next year. Either because Jordan Love isn't here or Dev- or either because Jordan Love isn't starting or Devontae Adams isn't here. Because if Jordan Love is starting, Devontae Adams will not be here, I do not think. No. That'd be, if you're Adams, that's foolishness. Why, why on earth, if you've had Aaron Rodgers for all these years, would you go to anybody else besides you know, maybe his buddy Carr in Vegas or you know, whatever it's going to be? Yeah, for sure. From Packer Fanatic, Packers have to activate Debach by midweek, which really will only give him a couple days extra rest versus starting him tonight. Why do you think they still didn't start him slash activate him? That's a good question. I was going to ask mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur that at the end of his press conference, but we ran out of time. Definitely going to ask him tomorrow. I thought they would activate him by today. Maybe they're, you know, my hunch, I wouldn't expect him to have had a setback. Um, Matt LaFleur said at the beginning of the week, they knew what they were going to do with him. Maybe this was the plan all along to wait until the last possible moment to activate him. They're se- they're seven and two. This is an all world left tackle. Um, I wouldn't say it's rushing it back too soon because, like you said, it's only a couple extra days. But maybe they just want to be as careful as possible. And but I am, I am interested. You know. Did he have a setback? Did he show something in practice late this week that that showed them he was not ready? Because there isn't much. You'd think your uh, quarterback with, with Jordan Love out there, you'd think they'd want an all-pro left tackle protecting him. Certainly could have used it tonight. Or maybe they just said, you know what? If we lose with Jordan Love, we use. Let's not risk getting Bakhtiari hurt. I don't know. What I want to know from Matt LaFleur is did Bakhtiari have a setback? Yeah, he was out there Friday. Obviously, you were listening to um, the, the Rodgers podcast. He, you know, he was out there Friday. I thought so, too. They, they don't show us anything in practice. But during they do individual drills. And way across the field, for those first couple of weeks, Elton Jenkins took the first rep, and then Bakhtiari had come in behind him. This week, Bakhtiari was the first line, and Jenkins was behind him. And I thought, there you go, Bakhtiari starting. Obviously, I, I guess I would say... Is this the equivalent of a training camp? I guess I don't, I don't know the number of days, but if you go back from the, his first day of practice to the end of next week's practice, is that basically the, the equivalent of training camp time-wise? So it would be three weeks. He returned to practice October 20th. Um, this Wednesday is 21 days, so they have to activate him by Wednesday or end his season. What's training camp? Three weeks? About, yeah. So, yeah, it's now, about the same. If you want to give him that same ramp-up period, it would make sense. Yeah, he's he's so valuable. And I'm just talking about the player, but financially, you can't have him taking a significant setback. You better be as sure as bleep yeah. that he's oh, ready can, to go. You can swear. Oh, yeah, sure as shit that he's ready to go. <laughs> You're right, you swear. Yeah, it's the athletic. My kids, aren't, my kids aren't awake. Yeah, you got to be sure as hell that he's ready to go. 
Um, and listen, if you had said David Bakhtiari is coming back week 10, Packers are 7-2 and two without him, including, and, and you told me all the other guys they were missing, I would have said, no freaking way. I don't believe you. But they are. And I, I still think they're in great shape. From Joshua James, do we have a more legitimate 1A, 1B setup with Jones and Dylan in the backfield, or is it Jones still the clear number one? Whew. Bill? I just think it's hot hand, Matt. I agree. Whoever's whoever, whoever's rolling is going to get the ball more, and Dylan's really been rolling. And I know there's a couple people in the, the podcast questions here who want to ask about Dylan not getting the ball more, and I totally agree. I, I totally agree. I have no agree. idea. Why you're just not hammering away with 28. That's he a is, Matt LaFleur thing. He's done it yeah. more times than he should is going away from Dylan. And he said it today. He admitted it again today that he did. Like you march down with Dylan that one drive with a couple long runs and then the dump off. And then you run Aaron Jones twice for nothing and throw a screen past him. Listen, Aaron Jones is one of the elite running backs in the league. He can do things in the passing game that few running backs can. He's also a very good runner. But so is A.J. Dillon. And if A.J. Dillon is carrying you on a drive, you give it to him. That is not an indictment on Aaron Jones. That is praise of how A.J. Dillon is doing. Why go away from the hot hand if you don't need to? I agree with you. And how many times have we talked about, is it Aaron Rodgers audibling or canning at the line of scrimmage, and that's why they've given up on running the ball, or if it's the play calls? Well, maybe it's the play calls. I have no I don't know. I just don't give the ball to... Again, I, and I don't even mind giving it to Jones, but when the, when the running game is going, especially when you have a first-time starting quarterback and you can't protect him to save your life, run the damn football, my God. Yep. Easy for me to say. Next. Here's a good, <laughs> here's, here's a, here's a good question from the man Mulcahy. On a scale from 1 to 10, how surprised will you be when we lose in the postseason on a blocked field goal? Zero. Seriously. Packers field goal unit is god-awful. It came back to bite, like like we already said, it came back to bite them today. If they play another close game, it could very well come back to bite them. You know, Mo Drayton never really tells us exactly whose fault it is or never really proportions the blame. But, man, it seems to be everyone. It's not just like one guy that that can fix it. It seems to be everyone, and that is not good. Yeah, I, it looks like Dennis Kelly maybe on the block, maybe. Um, he's been inactive for several weeks. Um, I'm not sure whose spot he took in the lineup, but maybe I might go back to that other guy. Well, the right side of the field goal unit was Robert Tunyon, and I don't think you can put him back in there. No, but I think they replaced him too, and maybe oh, man. they swapped some guys around. I don't, I don't know. I, I got to admit, people, I do not study the field goal unit. Neither do I. That's my fault. So, yeah, sorry. From Anthony J. Machinsky, I hope I pronounced that right. Is there any sense of how the team players feels about Rodgers and his situation? Fan base feels betrayed, but the players. Um, you're never going to get them on the record to say they feel betrayed like the fans do. They've known about this for the entire season. If what Rodgers is telling us is accurate. Rodgers said on McAfee, the team and his teammates have known about this. They went 7-1. and one. So if in terms of it affecting on-the-field play, don't think it will at all. How they feel deep down? Anybody's guess, because you're not going to get anybody stepping to the podium and saying, 
bad things about their franchise QB. Yeah, that's the drawback of one, one of many of us not getting in the locker room to actually talk to people and just shoot the shit with people and maybe get a feel. I mean, this Zoom format and, you know, everything's on the record in front of the Packers.com cameras. Nothing, there's nothing of honesty ever comes out of these things anymore. Um, Florio had something on Twitter saying that this is a distraction for the Packers. Nonsense. No. Nonsense. Not at all. You do you think these guys care about media time with us beyond the ten minutes that they're talking to us, and after they leave, they giggle at our stupid questions, and and that's that. They're no, not a distraction whatsoever. Nope. I don't think it. You know, maybe when player A talks to player B over the phone, they say, "Man, Rogers, what a loon," or whatever they're saying. Yeah, but, but does it, it affect it, anything in the field? Absolutely. No. If you think when they're out there against the uh, Chiefs today, you're thinking about ivermectin. Get out of here. No. no way. Not a chance. All right. From Kevin Stalsberg, although I understand it was one game, I didn't see a lively arm, a lot of good decisions, number of 50-50 balls in the first half, and his footwork seemed troublesome. Give me some hope on Jordan Love. Um, That was his first start. That's about the only hope. He did throw. He, he was inaccurate. Even something like that 50-50 ball down the sideline he threw to Devontae Adams that was intercepted. Rodgers places that just a couple inches away from where Jordan Love did, and that's the difference between a 75-25 ball, because Aaron Rodgers said there's no such thing as 50-50 balls with Devontae Adams, and Jordan Love, who admitted that he put it a little too far downfield and, and... Devontae tried to knock it down, but it was too far upfield, and Legereus Sneed intercepted it. So Aaron Rodgers puts that ball in a slightly better spot. It could be a catch. And that's the difference. It's those couple centimeters, couple inches on the passes that are the difference. And like we've said, we are spoiled to watch Aaron Rodgers every week, no matter what his stances on anything are. He's a fantastic football player, and you definitely saw the difference tonight. There isn't much hope on Jordan Love right now. Um, you shouldn't be surprised that there isn't. It's his first start. He scrambled well. Maybe that's a little bit of reason for hope, but other than that, nothing much. Nope, I agree with that, Matt. Um, Mark Siebert will have a good segue here. How are they not expecting all the pressure from KC? Seems like it was so obvious that it would be the strategy against Love, and they didn't seem like they had a plan for it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they had a plan for it, Yeah. Mark. And that's where it falls on the quarterback. I don't give a crap what your plan is. If your guys aren't executing it, um, you're, you're doomed to failure. I, I'm sure I, I would bet my bottom dollar that they had were fully prepared for what the Chiefs are going to do, and they just didn't execute, and that falls on on the quarterback, I would say. I totally agree. Matt LaFleur can get up there and say, oh, Jordan Love played great. It was my protection plan. Nobody executed out there. I mean, it's not like you were you were blocking eight guys with five people. Aaron Jones told us tonight that was the most he's ever pass protected. The plan's in place. You guys got to execute. When Bakhtiari comes back, Royce Newman won't have a starting spot anymore. He stinks. He might be good in time. Wouldn't surprise me at all, but he stinks. Not I mean, good. It's, it's the mental errors. It's the same thing we've been talking about since week one. You know, he just has these two or three plays where it's like he's he's just late picking up something or whatever it is, and you'd figure it, nine weeks into this thing that'd be better. But he's, it's been a struggle. It really has. Let's do two more 
From Joe O'Keefe, approaching the halfway point of the season, what's the one thing you see that is going great for the Packers on the field that they shouldn't change? And what's one thing they absolutely should change if they are to make a deep playoff run? Uh, That's a good question. One thing I would not change is anything on defense. Just keep what you have. I mean, it was just hope that you get your guys back. Like, there isn't much pass rush today. Getting Zadarius Smith back would help that. Kenny Clark was hurt. Dean Lowry was on a pitch count. Kingsley Kiki was out. You know, getting Jair Alexander back will help. It's it's like getting these guys back will help. So I wouldn't change anything on defense until you get your guys back or not change anything once you get your guys back, but just wait for that. And then one thing you absolutely should change is... Obviously, when Bakhtiari comes back, I think Elton Jenkins at center, Runyon at left guard, Lucas Patrick at right guard, and then change your punt returner. Put Randall Cobb back there. Now you stole that one from me. The one thing I would not change is I would not change the linebackers. Chris Barnes, was he lost playing time to Jalen Smith. What on earth were they thinking, Matt? That's crazy. Crazy. Lunacy. Jalen Smith ain't in here anymore, and... Chris Barnes laid an ass-kicking on some Kansas City Chiefs tonight. That that should not change. More yep. Chris Barnes plays. He's damn good. Um, gosh, yeah, I, I guess what I would change would be what we've talked about, about five minutes ago was if the running game was working, keep running the football. Yep. I agree. It's late. Matt's yawning. I'm yawning. Last question from Cooper's mom. When Aaron comes back from COVID absence, is he still considered an unvaccinated player and have to follow those protocols? Yes. The difference is he does not have to test for 90 days, I believe it is. Right. I, I, is, is it 90 days without a test, Matt, or is he out of the daily testing for 90 days, but he's with, with, with the weekly testing with everybody else? I think that, that's probably what it is. I, I didn't read. I, I know he said something about 90 days, but yeah, I don't believe he's in the the daily testing still has to do all the stuff he talked about, about uh, working out away from people wearing masks inside the facility. You, you Bill, and, and we'll leave it on this. I am fascinated, fascinated to see how Aaron Rodgers' first press conference back goes. My, I want to get your personal take on this afterward, but at least in the interest of our readers, I don't think our readers care about follow-up questions to anything Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show because at the time it, it, it will have happened over a week ago. I think people have read what they want to read about that. They're ready to move on. Is it important to get Aaron Rodgers' thoughts on using MLK quotes or Joe Rogan? No, it would just start a fight between Aaron and reporters. So I'm always one to ask the questions that I think matter. I don't think all that vaccine stuff, there's nothing really to advance more to the story there. I am fascinated to see if people do go that way, though. And I am fascinated to see whether Rogers simply talks on Zoom so he doesn't have to wear a mask, or if he comes to the podium with a mask on. Because if he comes to the podium without a mask on, he might as well come with a middle finger straight into the camera to the NFL. (laughs) That's a great point. Um, what What were the Packers supposed to do? What are they, 
Aaron Rodgers marches it, it, to the beat of his own drum. There's nothing right. they could have done. There's nothing they could have done. It's it's like people want us to ask certain things. I can ask it. it doesn't mean they're going to answer it. Right. It's the same thing. I, the PR staff, I'm 100% sure, told Aaron Rodgers that he needed to wear a mask. Were they supposed to hogtie him? And he said, no, I don't want to wear a mask. Right. So as an organization, presumably they would like to keep him as their quarterback, right? Correct. Well, picking a fight over this isn't going to help. So I, I understand um, people's anger over some of this, but the, the team, can. there was nothing they could do about it. I mean, it's, it's a grown individual, and this is the road he wanted to go, then that's where we're at. Yeah, that's the same thing I want to say. I want to know if he's going to wear a mask next time we talk to him or if we're stuck on Zoom forever. I would just like it to get back to football because I don't want to have to listen to Rodgers or anyone for that matter talk about vaccines and politics and all that stuff anymore. Right. The readers don't want to listen. Readers don't want to, readers don't want to listen to it. My God, the podcast must be time to end this podcast, Matt. <laughs> no, I don't think, I'm, I think people are sick of it. I think people saw what they wanted to on Twitter. They watched some of McAfee. They are ready to move on. So am I. I agree. And for that, we'll talk to you guys after the Packers play the Seahawks next Sunday. Will Aaron Rodgers be starting? Wait and see. For Bill, I'm Matt. We'll talk to you guys next time.